Welcome to evening prayer. Please join me in the first verse of hymn 112. O sacred heart so Defiled and put to scorn, O kingly hearts surrounded with mocking crown of thorn, what sorrow must thy grandeur can doth thy bloom deflow? O countenance most splendor, the hosts of heaven adore. The order of evening prayer daily throughout the year is found beginning on page 17 of the Book of Common Prayer. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with an humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, it ought we most chiefly so to do, when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary, as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice, under the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, and hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth, and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do with this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. portion of the Psalter appointed for the evening prayer of the seventh day is Psalm 37, found beginning on page 406 of the Book of Common Prayer. We'll say the psalm in unison. Fret not thyself because of the ungodly, neither be thou envious against the evildoers, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and be withered even as the green herb. Put thou thy trust in the Lord, and be doing good. Dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thou in the Lord, and he shall give thee thy heart's desire. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and put thy trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall make thy righteousness as clear as the light, and thy just dealing as the noonday. Hold thee still in the Lord, and abide patiently upon him. But grieve not thyself at him whose way doth prosper against the man that doeth after evil counsels. Leave off from wrath, and let go displeasure. Fret not thyself, else shalt shall be moved to do evil. Wicked doers shall be rooted out, and they that patiently abide the Lord, though shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the ungodly shall be clean gone. Thou shalt look after his place, and he shall be away. But the meek-spirited shall possess the earth, and shall be refreshed in the multitude of peace. The ungodly seeketh counsel against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh him to scorn, for he hath seen that his day is coming. The ungodly have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as are of a right conversation. Their sword shall go through their own heart and their bow shall be broken. A small thing that the unrighteous hath is better than great riches of the ungodly. For the arms of the ungodly shall be broken and the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the godly, and their inheritance shall endure forever. They shall not be confounded in the perilous time, and in the days of dearth they shall have enough. 
As for the ungodly, they shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall consume as the fat of lambs. Yea, even as the smoke shall they consume away. The ungodly borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous is merciful and liberal. Such as are blessed of God shall possess the land, and they that are cursed of him shall be rooted out. The Lord ordereth a good man's going, and maketh his way acceptable to himself. Though he fall, he shall not be cast away, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old, and yet saw I never the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging their bread. The righteous is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Flee from evil, and do the thing that is good, and dwell for evermore. For the Lord loveth the thing that is right. He forsaketh not his that be godly, but they are preserved forever. The unrighteous shall be punished. As for the seed of the ungodly, it shall be rooted out. The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous is exercised in wisdom, and his tongue will be talking of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart, and his going shall not slide. The ungodly seeth the righteous, and seeketh occasion to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Hope thou in the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall promote thee, that thou shalt possess the land. When the ungodly shall perish, thou shalt see it. I myself have seen the ungodly in great power, and flourishing like a green bay tree. I went by, and lo, he was gone. I sought him, but his place could nowhere be found. Keep innocency, and take heed unto the thing that is right, for that shall bring a man peace at the last. As for the transgressors, they shall perish together, and the end of the ungodly is, they shall be rooted out at the last. But the salvation of the righteous cometh of the Lord, who is also their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall stand by them and save them. He shall deliver them from the ungodly, and shall save them because they put their trust in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighteenth chapter of the first book of Samuel. And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day, and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him, and gave it to David, and his garments, even to his sword, and to his bow, and to his girdle. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely, and Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, 
that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing, to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played, and said, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him, and he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can ye have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house, and David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. And Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him, and was departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from him, and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, because he went out and came in before them. And Saul said to David, Behold, my eldest daughter Merab, her will I give thee to wife. Only be thou valiant for me, and fight the Lord's battle. For Saul said, Let not mine hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. And David said unto Saul, Who am I, and what is my life or my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But it came to pass at the time when me Rab Saul's daughter should have been given to David, that she was given unto Adriel the Maholathites to wife. And Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David, and she told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the one of the twain. And Saul commanded his servant, saying, Commune with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king hath delight in thee, and all his servants love thee. Now therefore be the king's son-in-law. And Saul's servant spake those words in the ears of David. And David said, Seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, On this manner spake David. And Saul said, Thus shall ye say to David, The king desireth not any dowry, but an hundred foreskins of the Philistines, to be avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. And the days were not expired. Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines two hundred men. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full tale to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michael, his daughter, to wife. And Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, 
And it came to pass, after they went forth, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by. It ran at the first lesson. The Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For me hath regarded the loneliness of his handmaiden. For me all from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and only is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat. And hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy. Hath opened his servant Israel. As he promised to our forefathers. Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, will be without and no man. Here beginneth the ninth chapter, the epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Hebrews. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. And over it the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost this signifying, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices, 
that could not make him that did the service perfect, as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats, and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead. Otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water, and scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And right at the second lesson. The Nyctaminus. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, 
and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save them that rule, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. The God for the fifth Sunday in Lent. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, 
that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time and rest in quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. Light nor darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Please join me in the second verse of hymn 112. Thy beauty long desired hath vanished from our sight. Thy power is all expired and quench the light of light. O me, for whom thou diest, hide not so far thy grace. Show me, O love most highest, the brightness